Horrific Network Entertainment. Welcome to another episode of the Horrific Podcast, man. I am Jimmy. I am here with you guys for another week. Another week closer to Halloween. Today, actually, want to know something scary? Today is the first day of school. As you guys know, if you've listened to this for any amount of time, I am a... uh, teacher as is my wife and tomorrow we go back into the school year along with uh, directing for the baseball team technical directing for the baseball team's game day feeds on MLB TV I also am a school teacher the other part of the year as baseball season winds down in the first quarter Um, and obviously when I'm not doing any of that I am doing the stuff that you have come to know me by. So, anyway, today, one of the worst days going back to school after a good summer break, getting to you know do all kinds of fun things like Salem and uh, New England and, and all those trips. Today's guest on the show is a fun one, Bruce Wemple. He is a director. And will be uh, with us talking about his new film, Island Escape, which is coming out very soon. Um, it's a fun one, man. I got to check it out. Got a screener of it. It's this whole like government conspiracy on this island. If you go to this island, this lab test, whatever was done, essentially turns you into a monster after you've been on this island. Uh, for three days and there's a lot of twists and turns involved in that like how they get on and off of the island um, that I won't share with you but uh, you're basically following a team who has been hired uh, kind of mercenary style to go in there and uh, find a girl and bring her back home so yeah with that um, you know, it really went started a certain direction, and you know, through Bruce's directing style, he also wrote the film. His writing style, the character development, kind of goes in a direction I wasn't expecting it to fully, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I did enjoy getting to see everything that he had to offer with this film i i definitely would recommend it to the horror fan especially the indie horror fan who enjoys like creative ideas that aren't manufactured and you know just kind of the same thing over and over and over again um also coming up we have a uh fun time on the horizon with the haunt season and haunt season gets better 
and better the closer that we get to it, especially as it is pertaining to um, HHN, the more backstories they're starting to divulge more details on their new icon. I don't care what you say, I'm calling them an icon, Dr. Oddfellow. And we will uh, definitely see the uh, the time of where the, this icon he is he's transgenerational man he he is able he's immortal he's like Jack the clown and you know Jack has referenced him multiple times but getting uh, the Discovery Universal podcast they just upon the recording of this show released their second kind of like story edition of the Universal podcast and I absolutely am so excited to see what there is to see with all of this I went and saw Don't Talk to Me as that film has like just blown up over the last few weeks uh, with hype Drew saw it as well he actually enjoyed it I think a little bit more than I did um, but I thought it would, overall the concept was good I saw someone on Twitter or X I'm still going to call it Twitter probably. Um, I saw someone there uh, call it the new, like this generation's version of The Ring. And I don't know if I would necessarily call it the new generational ring. But it was good enough. Like, it was definitely one of those films that you will enjoy and should enjoy and yeah i think that there is definite aspects of this movie that are very enjoyable there are creepy elements to it there are creepy parts to it there are however some parts in which the movie i thought drug um, was a little unnecessary and or slow and I trust me I know slow burn I get all of that but I do think that there are some elements that are missing and the film definitely packs a punch with its acting performance by the lead thought she did a great job I thought that um like I said, the concept in itself was was pretty good. The makeup design of, of the spirits was really good. It just wasn't that scary was the only thing. Like, the jump scares and everything else. Like, Insidious, the red door scared me easily five times as much as this movie. Like, but the acting and the story and the concept and all that were really good. So I would recommend... Don't talk to me. Or talk to... Don't talk to me. Talk to me. Uh, I thought it was really good. Um, Also, have watched the first few episodes of Twisted Metal. That movie, or that show, is... Anthony Mackie is winning me over. Like, the more I watch him act in... You know, the Falcon is comedic in some elements, but... You know, he's kind of a serious character. 
where this i think we truly if you watch anthony mackie in the press junkets and stuff um he's kind of a goofball and this role that he's playing right now the comedy of it is very goofball-y but my god man like it's a good show so far like without question i'm enjoying it so there is a lot of good horror content out there for you guys right now to kind of go into the end of summer and into autumn and uh yeah i i think that the uh, one for you to watch on demand or if it does happen to come to one of the theaters near you island escape is one that you can add to your list and that is one that uh without question i think that that would be island escape would be a great uh, film for you to come across and find and enjoy so with that let's get into our interview with director bruce wemple and check it out what he had to say about this all right gang i am super excited to have the writer and director from a new horror film that is coming out uh, very soon, available for you to check out called Island Escape. And this movie is nothing like you guys are expecting at all. I guarantee you, like, I was just telling Bruce, like, holy shit, like halfway through viewing this thing, like the swerve, and that's the only spoiler you'll get out of me, the swerve that like it takes is so fucking dope. And, like, turns the story into, like, this fucking just, oh, can't wait to talk about it. The the guy who is responsible for this movie that is coming out is the writer-director, our guest on the show today, Bruce Wemple. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Can't wait to uh, talk about this thing with you. No, thanks so much for having me. And, and thanks for uh, thanks for th- saying that about the movie. No, we're, we're just as excited as you just to get it out there and get people watching it. This thing, man, like, it definitely, I can tell through, like, the style choices and the environment and the dialogue and stuff, like, you definitely, like, are a horror movie fan. <laughs> um, the creatures, like, especially in the uh, fight scenes when they're actually, like, going toe-to-toe reminds me a lot of, like, the Deadites from Evil Dead. Um was that kind of like your inspiration or what were you kind of going for? Yeah. I mean, I think there's, I've made a few horror movies at this point and I think evil dead influences make their way into all of them. I think, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just, in, in, it's so ingrained, you know, from, uh, from, I guess our generation, you know, that was, uh, that was evil dead too is, is everything. And uh, so anytime we're kind of going after it, we're like, all right, where are we doing? And, and it's almost it's sometimes it's intentional most of the time it's unintentional that some sort of evil dead like moment or the creature or something like that kind of sneaks in there and or, or or plays a big part um but i don't mind that you know that's uh that's, that's, a, that's a nice comparison to make oh, so, <laughs> so yeah no, absolutely though absolutely there, there was a lot of evil dead and uh yeah a lot of other kind of monster type movies a lot of like those types of uh you know I think there was a big spell of, of escape from movies. Um, it'd be like escape from Devil's Island or escape from whatever, and that's kind of what we like wanted to 
start the movie off feeling like like oh i've seen this movie before you know i've seen this group of mercenaries go to this island they're about to fight some stuff and then like you said right when the audience kind of hopefully feels comfortable being like i i know this movie i've I've been there Mm -hmm. introduce another element that kind of changes it up a lot so yeah yeah the fact that you have the evil dead like final aesthetic by no means is like the process of which you, how they get to that look because the transformation and everything was like very American werewolf in London. Like you guys like do not skip on the whole like process of them transforming into these monsters and how painful it is for the person transforming and like how gnarly it would be on like the human body to transform and like i was like holy shit like this guy again it's like another testament to you guys loving horror is like the practical practical effects makeup for like all those steps and everything you guys did it was so cool man yeah, and that's that's kind of what's funny about like you know when we we start off in a project like this even before it's written when we have just this premise, um, and we know there's going to be transformations, there's going to be all this sort of things. We're like, okay, we we came up with go to this island, and boom, they're they're they're. I don't. I mean, we can talk spoilers in a little bit. Maybe we can give a heads up, but I don't want to give too much away. But the you know they get there and there's a and 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 once you realize what is actually happening, there starts this you know the 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 it starts your brain starts going out like okay well that's awesome because we'll get a transformation or a couple transformations in there we're gonna get you know some some gory deaths and like all right how can we do that and like from just a technical level beyond the screenplay from from beyond the screenplay we get to uh we get to just have fun on set and just see how intense and how crazy and gnarly we can make this stuff right the the set itself and uh the the person that you chose to be your composer those two elements uh you uh kind of like assembled almost like a little mini hunger games vibe if <laughs> like it, it has the the fact that you chose an island which is very um I don't know. It's always kind of like a, a turn you upside down because like everybody associates an island with it being like paradise. But now you have like this ultimate like holy shit situation where this is the furthest thing from paradise, even though like an island, it should be you should be happy to be there. Um, yeah. But you um, also have like this element that really makes it feel like these guys are like um badass to the extremes in this situation and i'm like holy shit like this and like the the i'm curious like what made you when you were writing the thing to put it on the island because the badass extreme like marine type on this in this environment I was like, this feels like predator. Like this yeah. is like this is a, a dope vibe. Like, so yeah. you have like the the horror element with like, I mean, predator is a horror element too to a certain extent. But your good guys in your movie are very like like badass, like Carl Weathers, Schwarzenegger yeah. type like characters. So, what was it that inspired you on that level? 
the I, I think just based on we always wanted that vibe. So that, that, that's nice for you to say that, that like we wanted that badass um, and that we wanted that through and through. We, we kind of discussed like we know it's a horror movie. We know there's a lot of horror stuff in there, but let's treat as much as we can like an action movie. Like it's, it's you know, like you said, Predator, it's a horror movie, but it's, it's at its core. It's more of an action movie. I always looked at it, you know, and then it it it, it takes a bit to go. But like. We uh and, and that went through you know the, the casting the music the costumes all of that we're just like all right how would this look as just an action we say they were just going in to take out terrorists or drug dealers or whatever it was mm-hmm. what would that look like what are, what are the tropes what are all that we can come and uh, that we can come at it with and that's how we started the movie and that's like okay that's gonna be the setting that we're gonna have the audience believe that this is one thing and then we're gonna kind of change it up and see how our characters react to it but uh but yeah the the we were always talking about let's treat this like an action movie which is something that you know as a unit we've done a lot of horror movies we've done some sci-fi movies we never really did a true action vibe like a true action movie mm-hmm. um so when we're talking uh, our composer um nate van dusen who who's he's, he's composed all my movies but we're like all right let's get some electric guitars in there let's let's just see how much you know uh uh that kind of energy we can infuse in, in this score just just to elevate this thing and even later on when it's getting into the horror or or the action stuff we still tried to keep as much as those kind of you know whether it's an electric guitar just like this kind of really intense percussive beat to it and and mm-hmm. so yeah that i i, I really am happy with how the music kind of was able to to lift up everything else um and, and everyone all of those elements were kind of able to come together with it it's funny that you said that because there's a, a track that you guys have in the movie that is very much like a blend of the two kind of genres where it's sci-fi and it is a situation where it's like a one-on-one, one monster and a girl. And I almost think she's running either around or through a car or something, but as this Overly track is kind of sci-fi genre-y. There's this like very dung, 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 like almost um like how Carpenter always had like that ding, ding, ding with the Michael Myers type thing. Mm-hmm. And so it, you instantly like you're it tripped me out watching it because it's like your brain doesn't know which way to to go with it. And the way that you like will keep people who watch this movie guessing is really freaking like awesome man like the fact okay. that the fact that you uh i mean you really got to like eat your cake um too because as a director writer like this is like you said like it's like touching on all the genres that you love and you had said that your production company had done horror movies before are you like lifelong horror movie fan i I mean we did horror we've done some sci-fi i think i i think we just love entertaining movies like i I think you know horror isn't easy we love horror movies and like sci-fi we love i think we love those high concepts um those, those sort of you know people and something like that you know this one you know they go to this island and there's some you know, mind bendy wormholy thing on the island, but we we like treating it and just and just entertaining this audience as much as possible, whether that's through scares or the action or 
Um, I don't think, I don't know, but I, and personally, I'm like, if it was like a very sincere sort of drama, I don't know if I'm the right person for that, but in terms of just genre storytelling, um, that's, that's what I think we excel at, you know, and that, that goes for action, horror, sci-fi, that kind of stuff. So I, I think it's, it's just, we, we love leaning in. We love leaning into tropes. I think that's another thing that people sometimes, um, shy away from and and don't really want to do and we love tropes we love like if, if, if it's the, if it makes the movie better and if it if it kind of gives you a little nostalgia for something else but while int still introducing something new we're all about that um yeah it's uh so yeah that, i guess that is I, I don't know if it's just horror but definitely that sort of genre space is, is kind of where we i think we excel no, we did a web series, and the second season was entirely centered around tropes. Mm -hmm. so I can, like, <clears throat> it's funny because I I'm about to turn forty, so I'm at the age of like uh, I can pretend like I don't know any better, but at the end of the day, I know exactly what I'm talking about. So it's like my dad. My dad is about to turn 73. He's at the age where he can pretend like he doesn't know any better and be a true son of a bitch. And, <laughs> and he may not actually know any better, but at the end of the day, he will pretend like he did know better the whole time after you go ahead and correct him. He's like, oh, I know. I was trying to make you, I was trying to make you feel better. And it's just like, yeah, okay. Um, the... Uh, island location where you guys actually filmed it where was that it was a, a few different places um just because you know there's different stages how it all happens um we got really lucky we got connected with this helicopter school just for the beginning of the movie and uh we explained to this guy what we were doing and you know it wasn't a huge budget we were working with so when he's like oh yeah i can take you up in the helicopter and uh we now were like fantastic, and, and and we knew we needed that shot in the movie, or at least that transition to the island via the helicopter. Right. Um, but it wasn't until we were there, um, or I was scouting it, where he opens up this hangar that's at the school, and it's just all these millionaires just keep their planes and helicopters in this hangar, <laughs> and I was just like, "Could we shoot in the hangar while we're here?" He's like, "Yeah, I don't care. Sure, no, no, no problem." <laughs> and we're, I'm like. Oh, oh fuck yeah i'm like we're so excited about that um and uh, you know you'll see it in the movie we of course we had to do the kind of armageddon walk into the hangar that sort of thing and uh and th that that was just such a almost unexpected you know little uh added production value excitement all the things um and so yeah that that was that so that's kind of in the opening act of the movie um then the coastal stuff we shot in, uh, it was around of this big lake, so it kind of had that feel to it. Um, I don't want to give anything away. I mean, we can at some point, but the uh, the set piece at the end that involves a boat and let's just say mm -hmm. the escaping mm -hmm. of the island, or the uh, um, that was actually the first thing we had to shoot just because once we knew we were making the movie and we, you know, it was greenlit and everything, we were scheduled to shoot in upstate New York um in november and we're like there's no way anyone we can't do this whoever's in the water is going to freeze to death right um, so we quickly had to get st our stuff together and and shoot just that part in september 
and uh and water was still really cool our lead was you know by the end was just shivering between each take and that kind of stuff but that was the first scene we shot which was a blast and and after that getting that in the can and being able to move on from there um was very relieving honestly just because that's probably one of the biggest set pieces in the movie and, and getting that in a good spot was great and then everything on the island was also in the adirondacks at uh this really cool sort of uh spot it was like 200 acres of forest that all had kind of the leaves were slightly changing at the time so it was very colorful and we shot uh we shot just all around there and whatever the coolest location we can find and the final spot which um was probably our hardest day of shooting was uh we there was there was a mountaintop scene um basically a fight on a mountaintop and uh and we had to hike to that. The cast and the crew all had to hike to that. It was a couple miles up there, and with all the gear and everything, so um, it worked. And it was it was just it was a grueling uh, it was a grueling day getting everything up there. And you yeah, know, we, want, we also wanted the sun to be at like that spot where it's kind of backlighting the characters. So once we were up there, all set up, we had a very narrow window where to shoot the movie. And there, like you know, you've seen the movie. There's other things he's fighting himself so there's other things that are complicating that as well so we had to do a lot of planning to make sure that all came together um nicely which i'm very happy how it did and then you know by the end we're chasing the sun we're, we're trying to get everything before the light goes away but we got it all and um very happy with it but yeah so that was it was basically in and around upstate new york with a couple we also had some other aerial footage that uh we got a guy from um and then that's actually in nova scotia canada where the movie's based on just to you know establish that setting and we went to um maine and my cousin got married and then we took a road trip from maine to niagara falls and you know, stopped along the way and then back to Salem. And uh, the the way that driving through, first driving through somebody on your guys' highways is, in, is mind-boggling coming from California. Like, <laughs> like New Hampshire's highways that are like two lanes for like hundreds of miles is just like, oh my god and everyone does the speed limit it is what <laughs> um the uh the uh but the thing that i was kind of like this would be wild to like film it like out here is that like the um place that we stayed at especially our airbnb like the yard was like mode but instead of like a fence for say it's forest and then when you like drive on the, the highway like 15 yards off the highway they like do they like mow all the stuff and then anything beyond that is like overgrown forest and i was like okay like you could get this is how going to film school your my brain is like okay you could set stuff up to this to this certain level but if you wanted to go any like deeper in like that's like a pain in the ass to like get <laughs> in there so like filming your guys' shots like 
did you try to like look for stuff that like lend itself more in that direction of like our stuff that we got to move is on as level as possible or were you guys truly like backpacking to these spots uh there was no like true like camp out backpacking um there uh which which we've done before for another movie but um <laughs> Yeah, which it's it's a winter camp. It was that's that was one of the most grueling shoots. It was in the winter, and it was oh, like man. Uh, yeah, it was. But th- for this one, we we had kind of our headquarters in the middle of this two hundred acres where we could stay at and stuff. So each day we'd have kind of the roundabout location where we're shooting the scene we're shooting, and uh, and you know maybe it was maybe like a five, 10 minute hike to wherever we're doing. We'd have to bring the gear, but then when we wrapped, we could bring the gear back. So that was okay. The only day that was, you know, obviously whenever the water stuff is difficult, cause you know, you're on a second boat with the gear and then you have the actual boat that has the scene happening and you having to get coverage. So, you know, I'm on one boat with a long lens shooting to the other boat and yeah. kind of trying to get that chaotic nature to it. and it was september so the lake was pretty much clear so we were like we felt safe doing everything but um no the hardest day was definitely the the, the mountaintop day just because of the the incline and you know it was a couple hour hike to where we were shooting and then you know of course because we're shooting at sunset we're hiking out in the dark at the end of the night so hiking down the mountain pitch black was a uh, was oh, a whole man. different set of uh sort of sort of things well, the cast that you directed is a lot of fun to watch. And the way that you kind of divided it up into like two groups. Yeah. Um, made it a lot of fun to watch the dynamic between the trios play out throughout it. Um, and that was something that we learned a couple movies ago. We're just having those sort of a and b storylines is definitely freeing in kind of a storytelling perspective and an editing perspective because you never want the movie to drag and if you're following one team the entire time sometimes you're kind of stuck in an edit where you need to you know and it it, it just has to drag just because there's nowhere to go when you have those two teams you can really just give the audience the best of each storyline and give them you know just the exciting moments and stuff and it it it, it, the flow ends up being a little uh little better a little little more energetic so that that was that was partially the mentality behind that and the other side was just like we could jam more action and more story in if each side was getting more bits of information and and experiencing different things and you know we we could there was just we could fit more into the movie that way that's interesting that you say that because the first film that our group ever did i did a this is like way before i had any idea what the hell we were doing like screwing around to make to prove to ourselves we could do it um we made a low budget film at our college uh about the seven deadly sins so it was an anthology. It was seven little five to eight minute f- films together. And the next thing, so now going to film school, everything, you know, seven years down the line, I started writing a script that is a five is a anthology film again. And 
like the anthology films i don't know if you can find like a cool reason to tie them all together they have been funner to write to me like overall i don't know if it is a attention span thing maybe or if it's just a matter of finding like these dope stories that connect and the fact that i think it's kind of cool that they all connect i don't know but it's it's kind of refreshing here you say kind of the same thing yeah i mean some ideas or scenes or whatever just are better played out short you know or you know the uh and and so you, you don't want you don't ever want the audience to you look at their watch or you know be kind of zoning out thinking about something else or anything so yeah you know, if it's a short film or it's a short anthology or whatever you know and only make it as long as the story you have to tell within that um and same thing with the movie it, it was just we would you know have some sort of moment or especially the exposition stuff because you can only do that so much before an audience starts being like okay this is a lot of information that we're getting right now mm -hmm. um so yeah it was, it was that that was part of the tactic is is just making sure that you're, you're getting enough that they can feel invested in each group of characters but not so much that they're getting bored with them sure the movie is going to become available very is it out right now or is it coming I out august 8th it comes out on vod oh. And so, I think there was like a mini theatrical release um, August 4th. So that's this Friday. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. But I think, I think that's mainly in LA. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm in New York, so I don't think I'll be able to see it, but August 8th is when, um, when I, it's out at for everyone on, uh, on VOD. Very nice. So you'll, you will be able to find it. Um, maybe if you're in the Los Angeles area, on the fourth in a few of the theaters out uh, down South or on the eighth, wherever you, uh, you know, get your streaming horror films um, via like iTunes, Amazon, all that good stuff. So definitely check out Island escape. But you said, man, that you um, are coming on a day that you are in between days of filming something else which is awesome. Can you share anything about what you got coming up? Um, it's another horror movie. Uh, it's oh, okay. It, it's it's yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Um, but yeah, it's it's with uh the same uh group or same distributor and everything like that. So I'm sure I'll be chatting to you about it hopefully in a, in a few months. The uh, but yeah, it's a horror movie, and then let's just say it's a uh, it's got some some Deliverance vibes to it. Let's say yeah, it's a little. You know, Appalachian. Right. I'll uh, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Very cool, man. Where can everybody you know kind of follow you? Are you on like Instagram? Probably, yeah. Instagram is Bruce M Wemple, um, and then also our production company's Instagram is three seven seven films, which has updates about the movies, uh, stills from the movies. We're gonna be posting some behind the scenes stuff. So three seven seven films on Instagram is is if you're if you want to know more about these things. Nice, man. So we will look forward to seeing what you got down the road, man, and seeing, uh, you know, having you back on with more updates on this next one, because that, you know, you said it's got deliverance vibes. That's 
a creepy ass freaking movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no, I'll uh, hopefully you know, like I said, the same distributor. So let's uh, let's let's chat about it. You know, in a few months when it comes when it's uh, when it's on its way out. Right on, man. Well, we look forward to doing it again with you. And uh, we thank you. Everybody check out Island Escape when it becomes available to you. And uh, yeah, thanks, Bruce. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, there you go, man. I hope you enjoyed listening to Bruce and I talk about his film, Island Escape. Good movie. Entertaining to watch. Hopefully you guys will enjoy it too. I think that overall it is a good blend of horror and action and ridiculousness and seriousness at the same time. So I do think that we will hit a certain point where uh, we are looking at the next uh, great Perhaps, you know, Fran, I want to see Bruce's, uh, I want to see Bruce's, you know, catalog more is what this movie actually made me want to do is follow him and be able to uh, connect and see what he does, you know, the next time around. So anyway, man, thank you for listening. Make sure you uh, tune in. To everything that we got going on. Campfire Chronicles. Um, right now, until Haunt Season officially kicks off with uh, HHN Week, it, at the end of the month, we are doing episodes from prior Haunt Seasons in a new you know thing I've called Haunt Graveyard to get people interested and just hyped up through the month of August until we go back in... Um, the end of August is when we are going to start posting haunt season shows. Campfire Chronicles will run until Halloween Day. And of course, we got like tribute shows and other fun stuff as well going on throughout throughout the year. So stay tuned. And next week's guest will be Tyler Labine. We'll have that panel from Sinister Creature Con. Unless something changes or comes along and we uh, make a change again here. But as of right now, Tyler Labine will be on the next Horrific Podcast. That was a fun conversation. Cannot wait for you guys to listen to it. And yeah, thanks for listening. And as always, stay spooky. May the stars light your way throughout all your journeys. May the stars light your way throughout all your days. May you see all the world's systems, stars, and planets. May the stars light your way and see you safely.